Most people will visit your church website before they will visit your church. So, it's important to look at your website from the perspective of a visitor and to eliminate some things that might scare visitors away. That's what we're going to talk about next on the Church Solutions Podcast. It's the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by StreamingChurch.tv. The Church Solutions Podcast is all about helping you and your church with technology and other encouraging ideas for ministry. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Welcome again to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. My name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. Steve, I've had a head cold now for about a week. Yes. It's been um, painful. Yes. We're we're getting to that age where we're talking about all our ailments. So oh, that's not an ailment. Gosh. though. It's just a, it's something that's come your way. Yeah, I've had a head cold. Actually, I feel better, but I'm still hacking and runny nose and all that stuff. So it's a good thing that we are uh, not working in the same office together. Uh, so that way you don't, you won't be, uh, yeah. infected by it, hopefully. So, uh, amazingly, we've not shared the same room in a long time. It's been years, literally years, <laughs> no, it right? Has. It has I mean, been years. yeah, it's been years. We, we, no, it has, it been. has been years. It's, we, we, we have been doing this before COVID-19 in this format. May not have been doing it with Zoom, but we were doing it with Skype. Oh, you've gotten together for lunch or something. Well, <clears throat> I like to forget about those things. All right, so <laughs> let's uh, let's <clears throat> today we're going to talk about uh, a guest we've had on before. He's a good friend of ours. Uh, we're going to talk about seven things your church website, seven things on your church website that might scare visitors away. And before we get into this, I want you to know that this podcast, Church Solutions Podcast, is brought to you by MyChurchDaily.com. Look it up, not now, but look it up later, MyChurchDaily.com. It gives you, your church, the ability to have flash briefings on Alexa, on Alexa devices, on uh, Amazon Echo devices. You can do it very quickly, very simply. We'll help you do it. And uh, it's a 14-day free trial mychurchdaily.com. Check it out. And it's actually brought to you by us. <laughs> so we're, we're, it's us. So, so our guest today is, um, we've been the CEO for over 18 years of a company called Our Church, ourchurch.com, O-U-R, church.com. Uh, they do website designs, they do hosting, they do, they help uh, churches do uh, marketing, uh, search marketing. Uh, they do lots of different things with ministries and schools and even some businesses. His name is Paul Steinbrick. St- St- Paul, how are you today? I'm doing great, Phil. It's good to be with you and Steve again. Yeah, we've had you on multiple times here. It's always good. So this is a subject that that I really like. I came from a Unitarian background, and when I was exposed to Christianity, there were a lot of things I didn't understand. And it wasn't until later, actually, uh, probably years later, I mean, I got in ministry relatively quickly, but um, I read a book by Rick Warren called The The Purpose Driven Church in the early 90s. And uh, a lot of that started to open my eyes to how we have many times we scare people away before they even get the opportunity to hear to hear the message of God's love. So you wrote an article on this. You have a blog, ourchurch.com. You, there's a blog on there. And one of the things you wrote about was seven things that the, the church 
especially when it comes to the websites, the church will do sometimes that, that happen to scare visitors visitors away. So I thought we would get into that today. Yeah, that sounds great. And I think, um, you know, I, I don't think any church ever intends to scare visitors away. You know, nobody, I mean, everybody says they're outreaching and they're friendly and they, they welcome new people. But, you know, a lot of times people just don't realize um, certain things on their website that are a turnoff to visitors or just feel exclusive or one way or another, just feel unwelcoming to yeah. guests. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that we, we reiterate and you do as well, I believe, is your website's really the new front door for your church. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first exposure people are going to have is going to come through your website. And unlike the front door, once you walk through and get scared, you can't necessarily leave as easily as you can <laughs> visiting a website. You can go, oh my gosh, you can get out of there and with no problem. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is going to be. I mean, I think almost everybody visits a church website before they come to visit in person for the first time. Yeah. And so, you know, if your website uh, scares people away, they're never going to physically cross the threshold of your, your church doors there. Yeah, absolutely. So let's just jump into this here. And uh, you've got seven things here, but feel free to add more. The first uh, point you make is uh, if you use a free website address, uh, such as, and, and you you gave an example like fbr.wordpress.com or, mm-hmm. or something else, uh, that could possibly scare people away if you use a free website service. So, so expound on that a little bit. Why would that be such a problem? Yeah, well, I think it just shows uh, that if you're not willing to invest anything in your website, I mean, you can get a website nowadays with your own domain name um, customized for your church for 10 to 20 bucks a month. And if you're not willing to do that to make it easy for people to get to your website, I mean, how much do you really care about the people that you're trying to reach? I think that's what it says you know, it's just harder to type in, it's harder to remember. And so you're really inconveniencing people. And for what, 10 or 20 bucks a month? It's a very good point. (laughs) It's definitely not an area to skimp. Yeah, Um, it's kind of the, the front door for your website as well, like the front door of your facility, you want to, or your home, you want to have an appealing front door before they even come in. And if they go and see a website address, that's, you know, you know, myfreesite.com slash my church, you know, it just, people just go, oh my gosh, even before they get to their website, they're looking at their, your, your, your URL and, and Mm -hmm. getting turned off. I I would liken that almost to signage, almost to a sign, you know, I mean, you you look at a bad sign, (laughs) churches, some churches have terrible signs. It's like, oh, uh, but if you have a really nice professional looking sign uh, that to me, that spells a lot. That makes a big difference. Yeah. I think that's an analogy, Phil. I mean, it'd be kind of like just going out on a cardboard box and writing the name of your (laughs) church on it, putting it up outside yeah. I think that would scare a lot of people away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on here. Steve, what's point number two? Point number two is old announcements or just outdated content. Um, you know, in the middle of summer, having announcements about Easter or your past Christmas bash or, or whatever it may be is, is what you talk about. Now, why, why is that? 
What's the problem with having yeah, with? Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, you know, it takes a lot of work to make keep this content fresh, right? <laughs> um, I guess there's really two things. I mean, first of all, um, you know, nobody's going to come to your Easter event um, if it happened two, three months ago, and nobody's going to know what your upcoming events are, you know, and they're not going to be able to engage in your fall festival or, you know, your new classes that you have coming out in the fall or whatever, if, if the information isn't on your website. So that's a big part of it. And then, of course, you know, the other aspect of it is that it just shows a lack of concern for your visitors. Again, you know, if you've got wrong information up there, you know, it'd be kind of like, again, if you put out on your church so sign in front, if you had like the wrong service times or something like that, you know, that's going to be a big problem for people. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, this, this is, has nothing to do with, well, in some ways it does, but I'll bring it up. Anyhow, we, we, you know, we send a streaming church.tv, one of our companies, we send out a newsletter every week. And, uh, I remember late last year, somebody, well, we have, you know, people have vacation responders on their emails, right? Mm -hmm. I will be out of the office until, and there's this one, this is from last year. I will be out of the office until Christmas through Christmas and back, whatever it was, December 30th. That's been going on now for like, what, a year or something, Steve? I've, have you ever I seen have, that? I have seen that. I've seen that same autoresponder. Yeah, that bounces back to us. I just think it's, yes. Yeah. I think this guy's I, on I, a permanent vacation or something. Yes. <laughs> yes. He's going to be out on vacation for Christmas. Yes. And we're sending this stuff in August, <laughs> getting this autoresponder. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a dead giveaway on your website, though, to have just old dated content, especially because you typically, when you post it, you're all excited about it. So you make it real prominent. You know, come to our big Easter bash. It's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> And then a month later, you still have this, this thing up. So it's, it's super obvious normally yeah, if right. you're not maintaining your site. Yeah. yeah. Put some attention into it. All right. The third point here, uh, which I, I, I was just listening to a podcast today from a young man who I think is, is pretty sharp. But uh, this, this third point is prominent request for donations. So um so, so Paul, I mean, look, uh, my church is totally dependent upon donations. So mm -hmm. why shouldn't I have prominent donation requests on my website? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and I think there's, um, there's nothing wrong with having a give button or a donate button on your website because everybody knows that churches are nonprofits and they've got to pay the bills and everything like that. Um, but, you know, churches have a reputation sometimes for all they care about is your money, right? I mean, that's one of the things that outsiders complain about churches. And so, you know, it's okay to have a place where people can donate, but is that the most important message that you're getting across? And we've, I've seen this sometimes where like the first menu item on the top of the website is donate and like it's prominent, like highlights around it and everything like that. And if, the number one thing you want people to see on your website is give money to us. You know, that's going to be a big, you know, red flag. I mean, I wouldn't want to go to a church where that's the first thing is that they want my money before they even want to share anything else with me. Yeah, that's a good point. I've got, um, but before I was married, my wife had a roommate and we happened to live right down the street from Chuck Swindoll's church. And I had been going to Chuck Swindoll. So I invited her to church and I was just a major Chuck Swindoll fan at the time. 
And after the service, I said, yeah, what'd you think? What'd you think when that, you know, I was thinking, you know, that message was so good. And da, da, da. he goes, he just said, they just asked for my money. I was like, mm. what? <laughs> he said, all they, that's the only message she got was they want my money. Mm. I was like, oh boy. So people are really sensitized to that, uh, yeah. that are kind of outside the church. So yeah, I guess you got to be careful with it because you do want to make it easy for those that are a part of your ministry that want to donate to be able to find how to donate, but you don't want to be so much in your face that you kind of uh, promote that message that all I really care about is your money. Yeah. And we, I mean, we advocate that um, people make it the last item in their navigation menu. And, you know, when you do that, it really communicates, well, this is the last, the lowest priority of all of the things on our website is for you to give. And I think that that speaks a lot positively about a church when they do that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, this is kind of related to donations. I don't know if you saw this, Steve, but there's a, a young man, he's based out of Canada. I think Brady Shear is his name. And uh, I'm terrible with names, but he was talking about one of the mistakes that churches make when they're receiving the offering or asking you know people to give and i realize this is not necessarily a website thing although it could be was he talks about you know many churches will get up and talk about yeah we, we're going to do receive the offering and so once you know your offering goes to help support the needy uh you know the community food bank we have missionaries in south africa uh this and that and he his point was you know for most churches those other areas, missionaries and community stuff is, is probably less than 10% of the church budget, uh, maybe 20% at the most, but most of the church budget's going to go to utilities, upkeep, salaries. And his point was you are uh, minimizing, you're, you're, you're asking people to give to something that, that, okay, there's a little bit of truth to it, but they're, they need to support the church. They need to, it's okay to say, Hey, we have to pay salaries. We have to pay the utility bills here. We have to make payments on our building in order for us to meet. And so uh, I know I'm getting a little bit off track here, but I thought that was really good because many times it's easy to get up and talk about other needs and hope that people give to that. Where really the 10% or more or less of the budget goes to something like that. Does that make sense? What he, uh, he, he expounded on it much better than I could, but I, I yeah. thought it was really good. I think that's true. And I think, you know, um, I've been a part of a church that even went a step further that when they, you know, when they did their service and they passed around the offering plate, they said, you know, hey, if you are visiting us or if you're just checking the place out, even if you've been yeah. here two, three, four times, we want you to know that the offering is for people who are members of the church yeah. that understand the vision or are passionate about what we're doing and so if you're not a member then you know you don't need to give the service is our gift to you yeah don't feel obligated yeah that's good stuff we've done it at my church as well all right i know we're soaking up time here number four uh number four things that could possibly scare people away that you have on your website number four is the infamous animated dove graphic (laughs) yes So uh, you got to go back all the way, like when when we started OurChurch.com in the late 90s, you know, people thought animated graphics were awesome, you know, because nothing, you know, it was like a cool new feature. (laughs) And maybe it was 25 years ago, but um, now if you're putting something like that on your website, it just shows how 
dated your website is and uh, just not a good sign. Uh, okay, you are. You know, I had a uh, getting off on a, another rabbit trail here. I used to be in broadcasting and we had Christian radio. We had a morning show and uh, it was FM and we were contemporary. And one of our listeners called in and, and she was a Christian and she had a tattoo shop. And uh, she and my my morning show partner, Dr. L said, hey, I'd like a tattoo. She goes, come down. I'll give you either one of you guys or both of you guys free tattoos. And he ran down there and he got a tattoo of a dove, a mm. Calvary Chapel dove. And because uh, he was with Calvary Chapel at the time, which I don't think he is anymore. So mm. anyhow, I when you mentioned dove, I, I thought of that. And he's probably listening. He's probably not listening, but maybe I'll. Maybe I'll point, maybe I'll send them the link to this and, and tell them, Hey, Hey, I mentioned you. Mm. Dove. Yeah. Well, I think that one of the things that we just have to be aware of that, you know, it's not just doves in particular, but, you know, just getting an idea for what is um, modern when it comes to websites today, yeah. you know, and uh, if you're, you know, it's same kind of thing, even in your church building, you know, like if you go to it into a church building and it looks like, um, it was like time frozen in the seventies or something like that. You know, it's, it tells yeah. you something about the church and who they're trying to reach or what they're concerned about. Really. It, it tends to mean that they're not all that concerned with what's going on. And um, same thing on your website. If you're using technology from the two thousands, then there's uh, you know, that just says, well, we're, it's, it's just not that important to us what we do with our website and, uh, what we're doing to help visitors to our website. Yeah. Well, 2000s, that was just a couple of years ago, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. It must be the, quickly, doesn't it? must be the cold medication I'm on. All right. What's the next point, Steve? So the next is an all text homepage. What do you mean about it? What is an all text homepage? Hmm. Uh, just a, a homepage that has no graphics on it at all. Um, and, you know, we don't see very much of this today, but, you know, back in the old days, again, uh, it was hard to get pictures on your website. And nowadays, sometimes people, you know, it still is challenging. Like you have to have to actually have somebody who goes and takes pictures of people and takes pictures of your worship services and all that kind of stuff. And sometimes we see churches where, well, they just haven't gotten to that yet. And so it's just all text about their, uh, their church. And, you know, we are more and more a visual society, you know, I mean, we see things and um, visuals, images and video that usually more than anything um, touches our heart and um, it helps us to connect with people. And that's really what people want to see when they come to a church's website. They want to see, are there people like me there? Will I fit in? That's one of the most important factors and so having pictures of the people in your church, real people, um, mm -hmm. better than stock photos even, um, but yeah. real people from your church that, you know, if they come to your church, they're going to see these people and be able to interact with them. And they're, they're just like them. What, what about stock photos? So, I mean, should, what if you just don't have somebody that takes good pictures? I mean, do you think stock photos are a no-no? I, I think they are a, a, uh, a tool of last resort. I would say. I mean, you know, the fact of the matter is that um, nowadays, even, um, you know, middle school students have phones with cameras on it. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure you can find even a high school student who could take great pictures. I mean, you know, they're doing all kinds of social media stuff and how their pictures 
means a lot to them. And so, you know, they can, you know, I would hire a teenager in your church if you think that nobody can do it or has time for it. Uh, that's a, a great solution um, if you need, need a solution like that. Yeah. I just want to reinforce, I really um, uh, align with this idea of having pictures of actual people because you said people want to know whether they, they're going to fit in or whether it's people like them. And I the other, there's a couple of things I think churches look or people looking for churches look for. That's probably number one. And then number two is, is what's the style of um, worship and what's the mess style of the message as well. So those are kind of the, the, the three things that people would be looking for. And if you have just all text and you say things, you know, we're a welcoming environment, but you don't have the pictures. It just, People can't form an opinion about, you know, oh, are these people, yeah, are they, are there people my age? Are there people interested in the same things I'm interested in? Or, you know, that's, yeah. it's really important to have the photos. I really, yeah. Resist. And I, I really recommend, if at all possible, to put video on your website so that people can see what a worship service looks like and people can see the pastor and what his message is like. I mean, anything that you can do um, to take away the question marks as far as like, what is my experience going to be like and help people to be comfortable going to your church is going to make them more likely to come for a visit. Yeah, which reminds me of one of a good friend of mine. He said the most uncomfortable time he's been in his life was in a church. So Mm -hmm. he was, (laughs) so you want to give him a little heads up before you get there. What's, you know, what's going to happen? What's, what's going to be like? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. All right. So point number six on uh, seven things that uh, could scare people away uh, on your church website, seven things that could do that. The point number six you make here is no address or service times. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it seems like a no brainer, right? But uh, every once in a while we see a church website where they they haven't put their address um, or they haven't put the service times uh, you know, maybe they'll have like it on a contact page or something like that. If it's hard to find, it just makes it hard for people to visit. So I definitely recommend putting your address in the header or the footer of your website, the top or the bottom. So it's on every single page and really your service time should be on your homepage and, um, very easy for people to find. Um, and you know, of course, then getting back to one of the earlier points, if your service times change in the summer or, you know, you do have different services for holidays. You got to update them before the service happens. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We uh, we hammer on people a lot. Uh, we do streaming videos, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, many times we'll uh, go to a church that signed up for us and look on their website for the you know for the link or the embed embed for the the streaming video, and we can't find it. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and even churches that have been doing it for a while. You know, like, uh, okay, where's the live stream at? Where is it at? Looking around, searching through pages and pages. Can't find the live stream. Yeah, that's definitely, I would say that's another must-have on your homepage. If you're live streaming, you got to have it on the homepage. Don't make people hunt around for it because it's one of the first things people are going to be looking for. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Number seven, Siete. Christianese, Christianese. What, what what is Christianese? Is that from Middle East or is that from 
Asia? Yeah. What, what is that? It's well, Christian you know, movies. Christians tend to have their own language with their own words and all that kind of stuff. And in some ways that can be good because, you know, there's complex theological ideas uh, like the Trinity and sanctification that, you know, you need a word for those kind of things. But um, you've got to be thinking with the mindset of um, people who are not Christians. If you want people who are not Christians to attend your church, to visit your church, then um, don't use words that they don't understand, right? And um, sometimes we just get so into our church communities and using our church language that we forget about the words that people outside the church don't understand and, and don't know. And so um, it can be really difficult to do this. You might even have to have somebody who's an unbeliever come to your church website and read it and say, hey, is there anything here that you don't understand? Um, because a lot of times, you know, churches are guilty of this. Again, not intentionally, but it's just the language that we use when we're talking with our church friends and everything like that. And it just, you know, it just happens. Every, uh, every, uh, what do you want to call it? Every industry, I'm not sure that's the best word, but they have their own acronyms and their own language, right. you know, whether it's technology stuff or sports or whatever. And um, you have to like introduce that gradually once people are a part of your organization, not have it all up front where it's going to confuse people. Yeah. Well, what do you think of the argument that, uh, well, look, if people are really searching for God, they're going to show up. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's maybe a little bit of truth to that, but, you know, we shouldn't be putting any barriers uh, between people and the gospel, right? We want to make it as easy as possible for um, people to participate in a worship service, for them to hear the gospel. And so, um, you know, you, we just want to communicate effectively, communicate in ways that people are going to understand us. Yeah, I agree. I think sometimes people that have that argument get a little confused and uh, we're not saying that, that following Jesus is easy. We're not saying that, you know, it's just uh, easy Christianity or whatever, but, but I think they get a little confused. Uh, and what your point is, let's not, let's remove the barriers for people so that they, they can actually hear the message and uh, then they can make a decision. And, you know, it's sure. It's not always going to be easy, but uh, yeah. All right, good. So that's point. Those that's the seven points here. Anything else you want to add before we uh, kick you out of here? Um, no, I mean I think just the um, the the big thing is just to understand the overarching principles behind this is that you want to when you're you're building your website you want to have the mentality of a visitor. You want to try to put yourself in the shoes of somebody who maybe they've haven't been to church in two or three years, or maybe they've never right. been to church at all you know, what is going to be welcoming? What are they going to be looking for um, before they come to visit your website? And um, if you don't know, ask somebody, you know, ask somebody who hasn't been to a church in a while. Um, but that's the general concept is, you know, put yourself in the shoes of, of a visitor and uh, make your website in a way that it's going to be friendly to them. Absolutely. All right. Paul Steinbrook is the man here. He is the CEO of OurChurch.com. If you need some help with your church website uh, or have questions uh, or you don't like this podcast, just reach out to Paul. 
ourchurch.com. That's probably the best way to get a hold of you, right? Just go to the website, right? Yeah, just go to our website. All right. Sounds good. Okay. And again, folks, want to remind you, check out mychurchdaily.com. That's our new product. And it enables you to be on Amazon Alexa and uh, for flash briefings and all that stuff. You don't, it's the best way to tell you about it is just go to the website, mychurchdaily.com. You can check it out. All right, good. Paul, thank you so much for your time. It's always a pleasure to have you on here. Yeah, I've enjoyed it too. Good to talk with you guys. Yeah, good, good deal. Steve, thank you for your input. Always, always enjoy it. All right. And folks, I'm Phil Thompson. Thank you for spending some time with us today on the Church Solutions Podcast. We'll catch you again next time. Take care.